0: Is it isn't even for me to get married like did i just have this this dream that was never supposed to come true um and should i just divorce the idea of me ever getting married like should i just let that go hey, feeling good like i should
1: when in circle around the neighborhood
0: feeling blessed Hey you guys, it's your girl Vic here
1: And it's me Kalik
0: And this is another episode of the Daily Sunday Show Where we share the word of God as if every, every day, day was, was Sunday. Sunday Yesterday we had a lovely story time from your boy over here And we talked about trusting God And a time in his life where he had to trust God, right? So we kinda talked about like we kinda teased mine yesterday, or, like said that I had one too. So it's my turn. And uh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get kinda deep. I'm mm. gonna try to get it into a small amount of time. Mm. But this meant this was over a span of a couple years. Mm. About a decade almost.
1: Ooh, a decade.
0: Yeah. So his was more of a um like a shorter You know, like, something happened, and then God came through kind of thing. Like, you know, like, he waited on God, but, like, not a ton of time. Mm -hmm. But then, on my end... Well,
1: mine wasn't really waiting on God. True. Mine was just God coming through.
0: True, 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 true. When
1: I didn't have anywhere else to look.
0: Gotcha, yeah.
1: Yours is completely different. Yes. But we all have different ways that we have to depend on God, so...
0: Yes, okay, so, this is... My single life story. And I had to take a little breath because, ooh, I haven't really told this story like this before. So, um, you'll be the first one to hear it like this from start to finish. Um, all the spark notes, whatever. I'm stalling because. Okay, so. I'm
1: stalling. I'm
0: stalling. Um, okay, so. I guess let me set the scene. So when I was 12 years old, I remember praying to God in my room and I was like, "Lord, I'm going to need you to like find me my husband." I wasn't talking about right then, but I was like, "Well, Lord, like if you don't find my husband, I don't want him because I don't want to ever get divorced." So, I like my parents had been divorced and like in my family um, there weren't that many marriages that, that lasted. And so I said, well, I never want to be, um, be like, I I never want to get divorced. And so I was like, Lord, like you have to be in my marriage. Like you have to, I want to marry whoever you want me to marry because I don't want to get divorced. Right. So that's 12 year old me. I didn't really have like boyfriends like that really. I mean, like I had guys that liked me, but like, it really wasn't, it really wasn't anything serious I mean how how serious can you be in middle school Like again I was 12 years old So I wasn't expecting my husband to just show up right then By high school time though This was when I was like really really into youth ministry At church and like um, We would go to you know like the women would have conferences And they would take you know Like they would have their teenage girls with them And um, you know and in youth ministry they'd have like in the month of February, they would normally do a girl's Sunday and a guy's Sunday or whatever and talk about purity and all that good jazz. And so by this time, I've already told God that I want him to, you know, find me my husband, right? Like, I'm already set in that vein. And I wasn't trying to, like, I wasn't trying to live a life that wasn't pure. Like, it just, it just didn't, like, it just didn't appeal to me at the time. But the more I sat in church and they would tell me, oh, you know, like, you know, you have to save yourself for marriage and you know you're supposed to present um yourself to your husband as pure and like all this stuff like it was a lot of um
1: look like this act like
0: this yeah it was a lot of look like this act like this but never like an internal thing mm-hmm. it was always something that you did on the outside to be attractive to mm-hmm. a christian man and even though they would talk about like your inner works and stuff where like you know you should you should be so hidden in God that your um future husband has to go to God to find you like that was like the the quote from like every women's conference that I had gone to so at this point I'm in high school and people are having boyfriends and relationships and all this kind of stuff and I was starting to want to be in relationships with people but at that time like I had just moved to a new school and I just was not I wasn't that cute to a lot of dudes in my new place, right? So look, everybody went through their awkward phase, okay? Like I, I can own that. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't the one that everybody was trying to holler at in it's high a phase? school. Oh, no, I'm glad. well, you married the phase, yeah? I um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway,
1: excuse my comment, not really,
0: exactly. So yeah, so in high school, I may have had like one boyfriend and like. Wanted to talk to another guy or whatever. But, like, it really wasn't a big deal until I was starting to get rejected. And that's when I was just like, all right, Lord, like, how can you be finding my husband when dudes don't even find me attractive? And at that point, I just couldn't understand, like, that somebody could like me because I, I was constantly getting rejected. So that was all through high school. I had gone through the purity section of, you know, Bible study, whatever. And so I had a purity ring. I had promised to my parents that I would save myself for marriage and all this stuff. And it's, it's, yeah, I honestly think that entire institution is barbaric. But mm, now looking back, my devotion should not have been to my parents. My devotion should have been to God. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so me promising my parents that I would save myself for marriage, it, like, me promising myself for marriage to somebody who can't give me the strength to do that yeah. is pointless to me. Yeah. So that so that part of that kind of institution or whatever is barbaric to me. Yeah. Um, and so if my devotion, true devotion to keep myself um, until marriage was to God, if that was truly what it was, then God would have given me That's the right. strength right. to do that. And right. I wouldn't be keeping myself. He would be keeping me. Right. And so it was just, um, so I had done all that needs to stay got off on a tangent or whatever so I did all that and um, I get to college and at this point I'm like 17 years old and I had heard so many stories at these conferences of these women who have saved themselves from marriage and spent all their time with the Lord and like they found their husband at like 18, 19 years old right and I went to um, Dallas Baptist University my freshman year of college DBU yeah, DBU, and um, <laughs> um, they had a joke there, uh, and like, it was an entire, like, they did skits on this during, like, orientation or whatever, and it was this ring by spring situation where you started as a freshman, and like, in the fall semester, and then by spring, you had an engagement ring, because you met your husband in fall semester, and then whatever, whatever, and I didn't have no prospects. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to get this ring by spring? God, I told you we had a, we had a deal. And so, and it sounds so trivial, but like as a girl who wasn't really getting the attention from boys when everyone else, it seemed was getting that kind of attention. And, and I was,
1: on top of that, you're going to, let me see, you're going to churches and you're going to these conferences and they're telling you what to look like. Or they're telling you this is the outline you're supposed to look like to find a husband. So, like, if I'm not, if no one's coming to me, but I'm also putting out this outline that you say is what gets you a husband, then what's the deal?
0: Yeah. So, that didn't actually start coming up until, like, in my 20s. Ah. So, at this point, I'm just like, well, like, I'm not attractive. Mm-hmm. So, I need to be attractive so the guy can find me a husband. I know. this. <sighs> the mind games that like girls go through sometimes in church is, is tragic. But, um, so at this point I was like, I didn't have any prospects and and I wasn't pressing the issue. Like I wasn't, I wasn't lonely. I was dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff. I would like to have a boyfriend, but I was not, I had not gotten to the point where I was desperate for this thing. I was like, well, it would be nice to be asked out. Like I had never gone on a date at this point. And, um, And, yeah, so it was, you know, that was that on that. Fast forward to me in my 20s. This is when all hell broke loose in my life. This was when I was really – this was when it hit the fan, okay? And I kind of sped through the beginning part because, like, it really wasn't up until this point that it really got bad. Um, But because of the insecurities that I had from not being considered attractive to – The constant rejection, all this stuff. Being in church, being told you had to act this way, look this way, to be um, deemed as, like, wife material started to weigh on me um, to the point where I was now trying to figure out, well, what was wrong with me? Like you were saying, like, like, I hadn't thought maybe I was the problem until, like, my early 20s, and... Cause that's
1: the age too Like the The uh, Like the sweet age That we see a whole lot of people When they do get married Yeah
0: And it's no longer cute to be single
1: Yeah Like
0: Throughout 18 Like up until 18 19 years old Maybe even 20 No one's really like pressuring you on getting married, asking you if you have a boyfriend or anything like that. Like It's cute to be single. If anything, they tell you to be single at that time, right? To to find yourself and to discover and all this kind of stuff, whatever. But by the time you get to 21, maybe even 22, people are starting to ask you questions like, oh, you know, who's the man in your life? And I was like, Jesus, and I love him. Like, (laughs) I was as far as I could get. Like, I did not have anything and I remember um telling my mom I remember calling her crying because I was like I feel like God has this like spiritual bag (laughs) over my head and like he don't want nobody to see me And I was like it hurts because don't nobody see me (laughs) and um Man, this sounds so stupid now, but it hurt back then. No, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. In the it midst sounds, of it, yeah. yeah.
0: In the middle of it all, it hurt so bad because I was like, "Well, God's not letting anyone love me." You
1: thought you had, you thought God had like, you <laughs> said, like, "Why God always picking on me?" Like, yeah. I us talking, to you it was like, "Bro, he like, like I, I know he loves me, but bro, he be playing with me. He
0: don't be no for real." Because yeah. I was like, "Man, if somebody else prays for like something, and then they just get it off rip." But, like, God just want to make me suffer a while. Like, I was just like, this is not fair. He just wants to bring me to a higher level to the point where, like, he just makes me wait longer than everybody else. And that's just not fair. And <laughs> that's not how God was doing me at all. But, um, yeah, so at 21, I had I had, had two semi-serious relationships by that point. Um. And they didn't work out. And so I was like, well, you know, well, what's next? I thought both of those guys were potentially my husband. So what now? And um, I I went to a Bible study with a friend. Like my friend started a Bible study. And um, man, it all kind of stacks up after this. So I went to my friend's Bible study and her sister well, her and her sister were both talking about their celibacy journey, and at this point, I'm still a virgin, and I I'm not, I don't really care about trying to keep a secret. What you know, when I was a virgin and when I wasn't, like it, you know, it's not it's not personal anymore, so I, I don't really care. But yeah, so I was still a virgin at this point, and. They were like, yeah, you know, I've been celibate for a year now or I've been celibate for like seven months and um, God's really helping me, yada, 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 right? And I was like, okay, cool beans, whatever, but, like, I'm still a virgin and I'm ticked off because at this point, like, (laughs) you've had more boyfriends than me and I'm sitting here lonely and I'm still a virgin. So, well, poor me. And so... um. I started working at this, um, uh, at this company. And at this point, I'm so mad at God that I just wanted to do something to get back at him. Um, like I, so I was mad because I felt like he wasn't listening and like he would provide for me in all these other areas, but I I he just did like I've been asking for this one thing trusting him with
1: this one thing like the one thing that was heaviest on your heart
0: yeah since I was 12 years old and I'm 21 now and I haven't even seen a glimpse Mm -hmm. of the possibility of it actually coming true Mm -hmm. and at this point I was kind of battling between is it even worth me staying pure because the older I get, the less likely my future husband's gonna have kept himself for me. So why? Mm-hmm. Like what's the point of me doing that? And then I was like, well um it is it even for me to get married? Like mm-hmm. did I just have this this dream that was never supposed to come true. Mm-hmm. Um and should I just divorce the idea of me ever getting married? Like mm-hmm. should I just let that go? And at twenty one I'm 22 years old. Um, that sounds that sounds crazy. Like this is, I'm not I'm not in my 50s and 60s, never having gotten married, saying should I just divorce this idea of me ever getting married? Like I was in my I was in my 20s. Early this. 20s, yeah, early early 20s. Because you're
1: still in your days. early 20s technically. Yeah, so um, like, I'm in my mid 20s. You know, but like now, it's but not late, so you're not know. true.
0: Yeah. Um, and so at this point, at this company that I was working at there was this guy and I knew off bat he was not that I shouldn't mess with him (laughs) um but me being hard-headed and angry Mm -hmm. because I felt disappointed by God I felt like God rejected me Mm -hmm. just like all the other guys did I felt like God had um had basically he closed his hand to me to the point where like he would give me everything else just to keep me quiet and keep me around but he wouldn't ever give me what I asked him for and so in that bitterness I was like whatever I knew good and well I shouldn't talk to this dude but whatever so got involved um, and there were multiple I just I want this to be as clear as possible there was multiple times where I could have changed my mind multiple times if anything god was really trying to keep me from this situation i was actively trying to pursue it Mm -hmm. um yeah it yeah it was crazy how many times god tried to pluck me out of that situation physically pluck me out of that situation (laughs) and i still you know went along with it ended up losing my virginity to that guy um and it was not the best situation at all and I was like, "All right, then, cool. You know, this is my life now, and I'm just gonna live my life the way everybody else has because I wasn't getting anything that I wanted when I was when I wasn't living like everybody else. So, might as well have fun living like everybody else mm-hmm. um, since I'm not gonna get what I want either way." Mm-hmm. And that was when I like at that point when I needed God to fix the situation because it got bad. Um, my health was involved, all of that. Um, a few ER visits, anywho. And I I needed God to come through for me so that I could live. Like it was literally, I was sitting on the, my floor, sitting on the floor of my room and I shared a room with somebody at the time and they were like out doing something. And I remember sitting in the middle of the floor, crying on my knees saying, if you Lord, if you don't come through for me right now, then I'm done. Because even though I pursued this situation, like, this is the first time that I had ever done something blatantly to disobey God. Mm -hmm. It was always like, well, I didn't know it was a disobedience. I wasn't trying to, whatever. But, like, this was a deliberate, I will disobey you because you're not real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what you have been asking me to do all this time has not been real, has not benefited me at all. So I'm going to do what I want to do. So I was like, Lord, if you don't come through for me right now, if you since you've come through for everybody else, if you don't come through for me right now, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not following you anymore. Like, I, I refuse. And um, he ended up, like guy ended up healing me, keeping me from the possibility of it being worse. Um, I still had to go through the process of physical healing, but um, it could have been so much worse and I could have had a longer Term repercussions for my actions and I'm so thankful that he did not allow that to happen because that's what I deserved at the time so this was the point where I remember telling you guys on a couple episodes ago where I really found out who God was and the entire time I was thinking that God was this judgmental um angry sadistic um being that was really just trying to harm me or like who just wanted to keep me on the hook, but never, you know, never be kind to me and never love me.
1: I want to say as simple as that sounds while you're saying it, like me being her husband, I've seen the back end of how like this feeling. Mm-hmm what it looks like coming from the person and so like i want you guys to know like she's being completely honest like i don't want i don't want people to think like she's saying this but no like she really felt this we've had conversations where she's like he ain't he ain't doing nothing for me like like angry like angry at god and all of this
0: like i haven't even gotten to the point where i actually met yeah my husband. Like, yeah this is all this is all before this is she's talking least, to me about stuff like before, a year before us
1: yeah and so like when she's saying like she he's just keeping her around for whatever whatever to be like the testimony type of girl like and she has told me like i'm not that i don't want to be that i don't want to be that testimony girl why is not he doing what he does with other people why is he neglecting me in the most thing that i wanted the most like and this is conversations with who is her at the time, future oh, husband, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know? So I like did, I laid it all. Yeah. 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 Right. But Like I'm saying, like, this is not like new to me. This is not something like she's making up on the spot. I want you guys to know, like, this is all hundred percent real because yeah. I, I got it as well. Um, uh, because obviously when you're marrying someone or when you're in a real, uh, committed real relationship, right. even before marriage, you want to talk things out. You want to, get to the bottom of stuff you don't want anything to be hidden so like yes we've talked about this stuff that she's talking to you about so like what she is saying was like not she's not sugarcoating anything yeah no she, none of she's this is straight an exaggeration up, no yeah she i
0: thought god was against me yeah
1: like literally that's legitimately i facts. thought i yes. thought
0: i was an enemy of god yes so yeah yeah
1: i just wanted to like point that out because like Hearing you say it, it's like, wow, like you really were, no, she was just mad at God, pissed at God.
0: I was so furiated.
1: mad. She didn't want anything to do with him. She was like, I know you love me, I love you too, but nah, I'm not messing with you.
0: Like, Oh, yeah, yeah no, that I was, was so petty. I'm not messing God with I'm not, like, I'm
1: realful. I'm not, we're not cool. She would say that. Oh, yeah, we're not no, cool. I'm not
0: cool with God. Like, he's <laughs> God, and like, I still believe he exists, but like, we are not cool like that. Yeah, yeah. That's how I would explain my relationship with God <laughs> <people>. <laughs> He's there, I don't talk to him. <laughs> but i definitely know he's there. Yeah. Um so yeah, like which is, that which is kind of crazy. I know. Um not, not in
1: not in the sense of like your, what you're saying is crazy, but it's crazy because the fact that you know he's there and it's mm-hmm. like there's all this stuff that he tells us and it's like you yeah. you've been brought up in the church knowing like he never lies, he never yes. does this. But the fact of what you're going through Seems just like just from your perspective, you know, because perspective is everything. Yeah, it seemed like it was so bad, and was just like, this is not, in my opinion, how it's supposed to look.
0: Yeah, I felt like God broke my heart. Yeah, and a broken heart is horrible. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I was so I was so downtrodden. Like I was so. This is not a
1: person that's newly that's new to God. No, this is a person with God coming up in her life. All. Yeah, I had already gone through,
0: like, a ministry internship at that point. Like, I was, like, in God. Like, I wanted to be a pastor. That's why she always brings up Romans. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, that was the point where me sitting on the floor of my room and and pretty much giving God an ultimatum, and he pulling me out of that situation, that was when I understood the grace of God um because i actually felt like i needed it that's what i was talking about you know mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago and um it didn't necessarily change the fact that i was angry with him it didn't fix anything um in our relationship but i i saw him as a little less judgy um but it wasn't like a overnight like mm-hmm. oh now that guy saved me out of this this situation i'm just going to live right yeah. no it was
1: more like well, he didn't he didn't kinda judge me for this, so maybe he's not that judgy.
0: Yeah, it was really just Because if the, he judged me for
1: this, he probably wouldn't have saved me under of this type right, of thing. Right.
0: But yeah. like it was like the minimum. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah, get yeah. me out the situation for me to even stay around. So yeah. pretty much I just stayed around. <laughs> and I'm being so honest with you guys because I didn't have anybody that was telling me that like you can have these tit tit for tats with God. Like you can have these disagreements with the Lord and not be a like and not be evil and not be considered evil Like you can wrestle with God and I was in that back and forth with the Lord for years um, and so after he got me out of the situation I remember sitting in my bed and I was yelling at him journaling Um, I wasn't like praying or nothing I was yelling at him because I was still upset and he just said Give me a year And I was like Alright whatever
1: yeah, Wait explain what You're talking about When you, when he said Give you a year
0: Um. Basically he was He just Cause Yeah So I was like Well you know You're supposed to be Giving me what I asked for Like I asked for When I was 12 Yada 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 I was going off on God Which was a husband Which was a husband That's right. what I was trying to get to Oh yeah yeah So yeah <laughs> I'm like Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, God was like, give me a year. But he never said to give me a husband. Mm-hmm. God said, give him a year mm-hmm. of my life. Right. To basically, like, at the time, what I took it as was, let me show you, like, that God was telling me, let me show you who I am in this year. And if at the end of this year, like, you don't you don't see my power, I'll wash my hands of it. Like, give me a year to prove to you how good I am. And I was like, all right, whatever. Sure, whatever. Um, (laughs) The whole time I was still in church, y'all, like, I was singing on the praise team. (laughs) I went to church every single Sunday, and I was peeved. Um, Led worship, peeved. So within this year, I was fired from my job. I couldn't find another one for like three or four months. So I still had an apartment that I had to keep up. I didn't have a job for like four months. I lost everybody that I considered close to me all in the same amount of time and lost the guy that I was kicking it with or whatever. Um, the guy from that job. I was like, all right, Lord, like, cool. All right, great start to the year. You said give you a year And this is this This is how it starts Alright cool whatever So still upset Went through my hot girl summer And I will admit I attempted to have a hot girl summer It was actually quite lukewarm But it was a hot girl summer to me Okay Then um, At this point I was like I was just hung up On the fact that God wasn't gonna come through for me And I was just gonna be off the hook And so it was coming up towards the time where I was like, all right, you said give you a year to show how good you are. And I'm even more broken than before. I don't have any friends. I don't have any money. And I have no purpose either. (laughs) Like I am worse off now than you, than I was when you said give you a year. Mm -hmm. So cool. And, um, at this point, I was... I found a job, finally. And it wasn't necessarily a job I wanted, but, like, a job is a job when you don't have one. So, yeah. The, that whole orchestration in and of itself is a God thing because I wasn't supposed to... So I ended up working for the apartment complexes that I lived in, but they had a sister property across the street. I was actually supposed to be um, working across the street. So I had gotten hired over there. And... Um, and then the assistant manager or something, he was being really just unprofessional and kind of messed over my application and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then um, my the apartments that I was living in, um, the manager was like, so one of the other girls left unexpectedly like do you want to just move back over here because you live here so i'm like sure yeah whatever i don't have to walk across the street to go to work every day that that works for me so started working there things were looking better i i was done with men i was done asking god for a husband i was done with men i i felt horrible about myself for one thing um i felt ugly i felt dirty i felt broken um and I felt numb all at the same time. And so um, I had gone through a ton of stuff by that point. And so I was just done. And then August happened. And I say August happened because I didn't know it at the time, but this was the, the point that changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I told you the little bit about how I was working at the apartment complex because if I was still working at the at the the sister property across the street, if that would have worked out, I would have never met my husband. And God had moved me back to the Arley, the, the place that I was living, and my husband walked in the door and moved in. And I remember it was August twenty second because when I saw him, I didn't know how to do my job anymore. <laughs> But, okay, I didn't know he was my husband at the time, but I thought he was absolutely sexy, okay? I thought he was fine. Fine. Okay? And so, I was struck. I didn't know my name. I didn't know how to do my job. He was asking me something, asking for a parking pass, and I was mad confused. And, um, and yeah. And then I didn't remember his name, and then I didn't see him for another, like, two months. So, then...
1: Over the two months
0: Over the two months (laughs) Things got worse (laughs) So I was like well Oh goodness my health started failing again Um I ended up getting uh Like mono the flu Um Okay I got mono in the time that I wasn't Hanging out with no kind of dude Okay I got the kissing disease And I wasn't kissing nobody I was like "This, this not fair this not fair, I didn't get this all throughout my hot girl summer and I get this now and I ain't even talking to nobody, this ain't fair so I got mono my liver almost failed then I got better at that like better from that, I got strep right after that Um, my back started hurting after that, then I got strep again, so right after I started feeling better was when I saw him again
1: no, no no, uh-huh. no, 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 no.
0: After like the last thing, I saw tri-
1: you after mono. Oh yeah. The strip. The
0: strip was dirty. Yeah. St- the
1: the second
0: strip was dirty. Yeah. The first strip wasn't.
1: No, the first strip was dirty. Me too. The very beginning.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, because the first strip was Christmas. Yep. <sighs> Yeah the first strep was Christmas yeah, Cause I woke up on Christmas I was day Cause yeah, I was gone Yeah I woke up on Christmas day with strep Yeah 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 Um, So,
1: so the sickness continued through the, me yeah, But, the, but yeah. before me so The, the mono, main one was the mono Yeah
0: the mono was what kind of like set everything else off And so I finally got over the mono And I was like okay I'm good now I'm done throwing up I'm done feeling sick <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally good and then I see him again, and he, like, we kind of talk, whatever, ha, ha, ha. But he comes in, and we have, what, a four-hour conversation? Pretty much my whole shift. Yeah. And.
1: The first time or the second? The
0: first time. The first time, yeah. It was yeah. So, yeah, we talked my entire shift, and after that, I called my mom, and I was like, if this guy is not my husband, I don't know what I'm going to do, because he, like, I found my unicorn. Still
1: didn't know my name right then. Yes, I did. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah, huh. Uh-uh. I learned it that day. Uh-uh. Yeah, because that was the day I got your Snapchat. Uh-uh. Yes, it is. Yeah, my Snapchat on the second conversation. Well, I only remember the second conversation because so the second conversation is the first. We had to.
1: Remember, I skipped class twice.
0: Yeah, the first conversation was like before you leave because I went to the back and came back out. Yeah, huh. Anyway, nah. one of those times I got Snapchat and his name. I remember it being the first conversation. We had. Uh-uh. Anyway, that's not the point of this podcast. That don't make sense. So receipts aside, um, as anticlimactic as it sounds for me to meet my husband that way, it came out of nowhere. It came out of time where I wasn't expecting it, and I know everyone says that when you when you're not looking for it, he shows up. But like, I wasn't looking for it, nor did I want it. Um, and when he did when I did actually meet him and we pretty much started dating like the day that we met, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like a mutual <laughs> agreement thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, sort of and sorta. then he tried to hit me with the we should just be friends.
1: Um I did not.
0: You thought well not we should just be friends, but like Thank you. we should like slow down slow down and Thank like you. get to know each other. Yes. Yeah. So Anywho, trying to play me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I said we should just be friends. <laughs> Not quite. Was but, never the case. No, it wasn't. But um, but yeah, I say all of this in this way because this, my story, is what it looks like when you don't trust God. Like, if I would have continued to trust God,
1: could have played out completely. It could have
0: played out completely different. Not saying that the timing would have been different mm-hmm. because God's timing. God's God's purpose is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, his will for your life is going to happen. Um y'all
1: heard the part of how she ended up at the Arlie. I have a whole crazy story how I ended up at the Arlie.
0: Yeah, like I was not trying to work for the Arlie, bro. <laughs> and I almost didn't get hired because I was I put in for the interview. And at that point I was like, Well, I guess they're not gonna call me. And my friend who worked there. He was. He texted me. He was like, "He was like, are you gonna come to the group interview?" And I was like, "Oh, that's tonight." He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, sure." And I put on like the rattiest outfit. Like, I was not trying to get this job. I was not trying to get this job. So I put on just. I just put on clothes, put my hair up in a ponytail, didn't wear any makeup because at the time I was wearing makeup, didn't even wear makeup, and just showed up. I don't even think I brushed my teeth. Like. I just showed up to this interview and they hired me (laughs) so um, I was not trying to get this job and so like the process of getting to this point could have been a lot less painful Mm -hmm. if I would have continued to trust God and it wasn't until I started to look at all of my surroundings and say well so and so you know was getting everything that she wanted and and oh, dude over there was finding um, his wife and mm-hmm. all this stuff like this happened for this person and this happened for that person why isn't it happening for me when at the whole time it had nothing to do with me mm-hmm. remember when I was saying like I thought God was against me which is why I wasn't getting what I prayed for at 12 years old mm-hmm. it wasn't time yet yeah. it had nothing to do with what I was doing or wasn't doing it had nothing to do with the fact that I had lost my virginity or uh-huh. that I had kept my virginity. It had absolutely nothing to do with me. Uh-huh. It had everything to do with his timing. And I remember joking with my mom that no wonder my husband's not shown up yet. He's probably not even legal. And it was true. Like, we le- do. Legal. Born. Huh? Or born. Oh, born. Yeah. Was born. Yeah, I was like, he's probably not even born yet. Which so, I was
1: born, but the legal I part, wasn't. I wasn't. Probably.
0: Yeah. Depending so when, when I was upset, it. yeah. So when I was like, you know, where my husband at? Like, at 16, 17 years old, like. 16, um, 17. He's in I middle was, school. Yeah, I was in middle school. For <laughs> like, me. your husband's in middle school, bro. You need yeah. to chill out. <laughs> um, We're only
1: five years apart. I mean, four and a half years yeah. apart.
0: So Yeah, so, like, me yeah. over here in college at 18, like, dude is a freshman in high school. Yep. And so it really just wasn't time yet. And I had put my entire life on hold for something that was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want to be in the wrong place. So I don't want to go out and, mm-hmm. you know, travel the world and be in all of these other places. Like God had me right where He want, right, mm-hmm. right had where he wanted me to be and right where he needed me to be mm-hmm. for the time that he had already preordained. Yeah. And even though in my head, I'm like, well, I could have gone to New York. Like, God never made a way for me to go to New York. So I am over here saying, well, I could have moved to Chicago. I wanted to do this and get my apartment and and finish school early and yada, yada, yada. Like, God did not make a way for all that stuff to happen because this timing had to happen the mm-hmm. way it was. And I preached a message on this before. And this is this is all the details of it. Um, But at the end of the day, waiting on God is less about what you're waiting for, but more about what he wants to do in you during the wait Mm -hmm. and trusting in him through that can get you to the other side of that waiting period Mm -hmm. with the with what he was trying to get in you during Mm -hmm. that waiting period. For me, I have had to do a lot of catching up mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, after getting married. Um, and I'm so thankful that, you know, God blessed me with a husband that that doesn't allow that to affect our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's helping me grow in those areas and he understands that I do need to grow in certain areas. And the same, you know, the same way for him. um with me, and so I still have to go through what I I have to get to the point where I should have been mm-hmm. during that time. Where well, You could have been growing I, during that yeah, time, yeah. Where I could have been growing during that time, I now am growing well, like you, now.
1: Since you set yourself back,
0: yeah, and exactly. Yeah, like not God, because God
1: made me wait, so like I gotta make up for what God made me wait for. Nah, nah.
0: like I did not utilize that time wisely. Not that. Not that me getting to that level of spirituality or mental stability mm-hmm. or anything like that mm-hmm. would have given me my husband.
1: Mm-hmm. Because clearly, right,
0: it had nothing to do with whether or not I used that time wisely.
1: Because mm-hmm. we met at the lowest point.
0: Because we met literally at the lowest point. And I remember... Yelling at God because why you give it to me now? Like, well, <laughs> why now? Like, like I'm at the lowest of low. I was depressed.
1: I'm not even talking to you. Why are you right? Like, me my, I,
0: yep. I I don't want nothing to do with you. Like, and yeah. you give you give him to me now. Yeah. Like, is this just? And I I I really thought this, you guys. I thought that this was another attempt at God just trying to keep me around. Mm. Yeah. I didn't think that it was actually. My blessing, I mm-hmm. was like, you're just trying to bribe me mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to give me my husband now. I was two seconds away from forgetting you ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. How how prideful was I? <laughs> Goodness. Because mm-hmm. um, I really thought it was about me, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. It had nothing to do with me. God's timing. It's, it's perfect. We perfect.
1: were on the same campus for... Three Three, I think years Two or three years mm-hmm. I think it was three No Cause you got there in what 2016 mm-hmm. I got there in 2017 We met in 2020
0: We met in 2019
1: Oh we met in 2019 So two years So two almost three years yeah. We never even see, I had never seen this woman before
0: Ever I have never I had never seen him at all
1: we've been on the same campus for 2 plus years we never been seen each other. each other my my one of my best friends he yeah. worked at he worked on a, a campus dorms where she used to be at like all the time we've we learned this after like yeah. i was like my friend he worked at um this place she was like i used to be up there all the time i was like you know you don't even know him he's like no i was there the year before
0: yeah yeah
1: so it was literally like we're we're in the same spot but even then was too early. Yeah. Even then was too early. So, yes, his timing is, is perfect. It's, it's, it's not up to us to to make the timing. God has to make the timing. So we just have to fall in place and trust in it. And so, yeah, because like she said, all the stuff that happened for her to get to the early, like I said earlier, all the stuff that she had to go through just to get to the point where she was at the early, where we met at. There was a bunch of stuff that I went through because I wasn't supposed to end up at the early. I was trying to get a house um, because it was smarter. It was it would have been cheaper because um, um, campus apartments charge you arm and leg to live there, and you have roommates. So they charge you. You know it was they were charging like seven hundred dollars per per student. Even though I had three or two other roommates. So, yeah, me and my friends were like, man, his brother was um c- about to come to the campus. So it's was like, okay, well, we can just get a house, bro, and split the cost of, you know, the rent and everything. So we were looking for this all summer, all summer, looking for that all summer, uh, talking to my pastor about it, talking to my mom, talking to everybody, trying to figure out what we're going to do. So we ended up not doing it because it's like, it's a lot. Um, You have to get your furniture. You have to do this. You have to pay property taxes. Like, it's a it's a house, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we're like, okay, well, we'll just move to um, we'll just move to a, a campus apartment like we originally planned. Okay, so we go, We planned on moving to the Arley. That was in the plan at that point. But then, the Arley is a hot topic. It's a hot commodity. So yeah. everyone wants to move in there. So yeah. they they the have time waiting they were, lists. Like
0: applying and stuff. Like there wasn't that many spaces. Yeah.
1: There. So I made the list, but my uh, potential roommates did it. My friends didn't make the list So my lease got made Their lease didn't So now I'm like well I'm not trying to room with random people I'm trying to room with my bu- my friends So they end up Because they can't get back in They end up going to a different um, Apartment complex So I'm like okay well let me see if I can get out of this lease And get over there where y'all at and That didn't happen yeah. And so I ended he up stuck. Yeah I ended up being down. Living at the Arlie with random people, where I met my wife.
0: Yep, and he moved. Okay, so he moved in when I wasn't there, but then he came down on a Saturday mm, to get your parking. Permit. It was on a
1: Monday or a Tuesday. It
0: was a Monday
1: or Tuesday. I moved. I moved in. Yes, I moved in on a Monday.
0: Oh, so that so weekend
1: so. when they normally happy everyone move in, I didn't move in then. I was working. Mm. So I moved in on that Monday morning because school started that Wednesday. So I moved in on Monday. Oh,
0: yeah. I moved in okay. on Monday and came in that Tuesday. Because I was Tuesday. thinking it was a weekend because there weren't any um, managers there. Mm-mm. That's crazy. It was like the
1: beginning of the week, but we didn't have school yet.
0: That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So like there were no managers there. It was just me and one other girl. And yeah, it was. <laughs> It was one of those things where it sounds so normal, but mm-hmm. when you take into account everything that had to happen for me to get there and for him to get to that point.
1: It's almost seemed like it should be impossible.
0: Yeah. It's like a one in a million.
1: Cause it's like, we're we're legitimately trying not yeah, to get there.
0: Yeah, for sure. But like, no matter
1: what we end up there. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So trust, trusting God is not just it's not about understanding the process. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Trusting God is about not understanding the process.
0: Honestly, it makes it so much easier when you don't. Man. Um, because you're not going to know every piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. because you don't have the big picture. Mm hmm. And so only, only God yeah. can put the puzzle together because he knows the picture. Yeah. like He knows the end result. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to put the pieces together. But mm-hmm. all you're doing is looking at a bunch of pieces that don't seem like they go together. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of it, you'll be able to see the picture. But you don't have all the pieces either. So,
1: Yeah, because we weren't just free uh, free nilly going, you know. I wasn't happy that I was at the Arleywood running the people.
0: Oh, yeah. And I wasn't trying to work there.
1: Like. Yeah. So I was, I was like, man, I'm not trying to do this. Like, oh, I forgot. I almost ended up just going to a a one bedroom apartment and living by myself.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did that
1: because I I really did not want to live with random people, but I lived with random people. So yeah,
0: (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah, and so I guess to sum it all up, because it was a really (laughs) long story, to say that at the end of it all. God's plan still prevailed. Mm -hmm. And even though I did not trust him, Mm -hmm. the only thing that got messed up, I can't even say messed up. (laughs) Um,
1: the only thing that didn't pan out the way you wanted it to pan out was you.
0: Yeah, was me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's not like I'm not messed up or nothing, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff that I still have to work through that mm-hmm. I could have worked through during that time mm-hmm. that I now am working through in the midst of a marriage, which is a little harder mm-hmm. because you have to deal with it in regards to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in in my shortcomings, um, they may hurt my husband. Um, not intentionally, of course, mm-hmm. but It's stuff that we have to work through Mm -hmm. Me working through those same You know insecurities and rejection And all that kind of stuff During that time before meeting him I would have just had to deal with me Mm -hmm. But now Having to deal with me in the midst of Growing A marriage That is a little more It's it's Mm -hmm. a little difficult
1: And I want to say like You dealing with Potential stuff that you could have dealt with then the that has nothing to do with like you preparing for a husband. Oh yeah. How a lot of people think is what you should be doing before you get a husband.
0: Yeah, no. That no. That doesn't prepare you for marriage. <laughs> that just gets your stuff out of the way to make marriage a little easier.
1: Not even it it's it's for you. Yeah. All that stuff is for you. Yeah. When you're not married, you should be
0: You should should be be living your best life regardless, married or single. Yes. And I wasn't living my best life because I was... Because
1: God should be in in your life if you're married or single.
0: Yeah. So I chose to be, like, to walk around at a pity party. So Uh I didn't get to live my life to the fullest during that time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Preparing for a marriage... Yeah, no. There's no way you could be ready for a marriage because you can never predict the type of person that you're going to marry. So, Mm -hmm. there really is no, like, wifely preparation. Mm -hmm. It's just not a thing. Um, And your husband will come, or your wife will come, when they come. Um, It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you are or are not doing. Um, Because God's plan is beyond you. So... Trust in it, trust in the plan that God has because it'll make your life so much easier um and so much better because he wants you to live your life to the fullest He wants you to live your life um
1: with him not against him
0: yeah with him not against him because he's not against you. I hope you got something out of that story yeah it was a long story, but I had to put, I had to give um backstory mm-hmm. for, um, for you to story. understand yeah. yeah, so for you to understand the dire straits that i was in but yeah if you haven't listened to his story time you can definitely go and check that out um the episode before this and hopefully well i pray that it actually helps you trust god a little bit better and a little bit more um we will talk to you guys tomorrow um follow us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram and Facebook is at The Daily Sunday Show, and Twitter is just at Daily Sunday Show. They took away the V because they don't want us to be great. Um, we love y'all. God bless. Peace. Peace. Bye. In the walk the blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine
1: on my Sunday best. They feeling good, like I should. Been and took a walk around the neighborhood.
0: Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my